Yo, what's going on everybody? It is 3 p.m. here in Chicago, Illinois. That means it's time for another live stream. Today is Friday, April 2nd, 2021. How are you guys doing today? It is another cold day here in Chicago. And I have a feeling it's going to be one of those days where I'm just constantly out of focus. So I'm going to try to keep an eye on it. Try to make it focus on me. Or maybe it's time I need to turn the autofocus off on this thing. But for whatever reason, it's just having a hard time with me today. Uh, but we'll get through it. We'll figure it out. Um, yeah, yeah, I got some coffee with me today. It's a very tired day for me. A uh, very unusual day. My daughter had a very early dentist appointment, so I couldn't go for my regular run this morning. But I decided I was just going to take it as, as a rest day. I'm going to try and do that 10k time trial tomorrow. Last time for the 8k, I had thought about I tinkered around with like rest day, easy like shakeout run rest day. So it was like a three day process. And I thought that worked, but I thought maybe for an 8K, it was a little excessive. So I think for a 10K, probably also excessive. So I think I'm going to do rest day today. My legs are feeling very groggy, but I'm going to take that as a good sign. And then uh, go for the 10K time trial tomorrow. It's going to be a little windy, so um, ho hopefully I'll be able to figure out which way the wind's blowing and get a tailwind. Um, but the temperature should be all right. Right around 40 degrees with the wind. I think I'll still be good. I think it'll still be good racing weather. And uh, we'll get out there and do the solo time trial. So that's what I'm getting ready for, gearing up for today. There was no video yet today uh, because it's still rendering. It took forever. So I didn't get to go on a run. I did have to take the my daughter to the dentist. And then I spent a lot of the morning working on it. Fortunately, the girls were in kind of like a chill mood. So like they were kind of very happy to just lounge on the couch, which is not common for them. So I was able to get that mostly edited, but then it's just taking forever to, uh, uh, to render. And then usually what happens is the longer a video gets, the more complicated a video gets, the more likely it is to fail. So already I've tried rendering this scene two times. It takes forever and then it fails. So then I gotta try again. And so I'm not really sure what I can really do about it at this point. So hopefully third time's a charm and we'll get a video like sometime later this evening. All right, before we get to, uh, to who's here today, I want to say hi to everyone on uh, the podcast version. Hope you guys are having a good run or getting some work done while you're listening in. And everyone, uh, same with everyone on YouTube after the fact. Hopefully you're having a good day as well. Starting off today with Michael Sessler coming in with the super chat. Awesome. Says, uh, my work schedule has changed and I miss most live streams. Still want to support the efforts. Well, I thank you so much, Michael. Um, you have been supporting me from the beginning and I super appreciate that. And, uh, I'm glad that you're here today. So glad that you can make it here today. Thank you very much. Um, speaking of support as well, um, yesterday I was in like, kind of like I mentioned yesterday, I was in a little bit of a grumpy mood or like in a down mood. I think part of it was with that Metaspeed Sky video, um, and some of the like, well, yeah. So with the Metaspeed Sky video, that one did really well and it got pushed out to a lot of people. Um, but when it gets pushed out to a lot of people, that also means it's like not the normal people that normally hang out, like in the comments, like normal people, kind people, people that are like good people that you want in your running group kind of people. It was a lot of people that were just coming at me with a lot of negative energy. And I was just like, this is, this is a lot. This is a lot. So I was feeling not so great about it. I made a couple of comments about it on Twitter and several of you guys, um, said some very nice things to help me out. And it was I, didn't, I wasn't fishing for like a compliment or something like that. Maybe it sounded that way, but um, it truly is appreciated. Um, so I think thanks everybody for, for you know, helping uh, pick a guy up when he's feeling down. So I appreciate that very much. Um, yeah. All right, let's see who's here today. We got, other than Michael Sessler, 
was here to support. Thank you so much. Says Philip Bourne says, yo, what's going on? Any advice on what I might do wrong every time I foam roll? I'm sore the day after. You might be foam rolling too much, you know? So that could be one thing is to take it easy on it. And uh, I would say for your foam rolling, stick to the really large muscle groups. Um, sometimes I think that one of the things that I worry about with like foam rolling, and especially the massage gun, is that you can get too much of a good thing. Uh, I equate it to like, you know, if you got a pressure washer and you wanted to wash like a patio or a deck, and let's say it's like a, a brick pattern, you might start pressure washing and pressure washing and thinking like, oh, I'm doing a good job. And then after a while, all of a sudden you realize you haven't just pressure washed the bricks, but you've also like decimated all the grout and mortar that's keeping together that brick patio. You could have done more damage in the interests of doing good. And so that's the kind of thing that I worry about when I worry about that sort of stuff. So if that's what's going on, that is something that I would check out. Maybe you're doing it too much, or maybe you're doing it too hard. Maybe you're like, you know, like micro bruising yourself. So that's something that I would also keep in mind. All right. Um, Anna says, hi, Kafuzi and everyone. Happy Friday. Took the afternoon off. I had a nice nine and a half mile run all along the river with Pip. I'm sure Pip really enjoyed that. I'm sure that sounds, that sounds fun. I'm sure you enjoyed it as well. That sounds like a great Friday. Um, all right. Philip mm. <laughs> so says, you mean I should roll my caps on a bottle of Guinness instead of my black roll? Maybe. I mean, that might, that might help. That might help. Um, all right. Let's see, Maddie Max says, hi, everyone. Can't catch this live. About to run. Well, have a good run today. Hopefully it's good weather where you are. CJ is back. He says, yo, what's going on? Good to see you. And uh, Kevin Bickerton says, hey, Kofuzi, happy Friday. You're fast approaching one year of YouTube live stream. Are you planning a special live stream to mark the event? Uh, no, not really. I, I wasn't really planning on, on anything like that. I, I would just be happy if the camera stayed in focus on me today. Um, yeah. Uh, oh, do I have the autofocus? I thought I had the autofocus on. Uh, you know, oops. Yeah, see, if I try it. And, uh, that was the photo that I took for today. Um, try, I'm pressing all the buttons back here, trying to figure out if I can change the focus. Let's do this. Um, let's switch modes uh, and see if I could do this. Get to maybe. Does that help? If we go to aperture priority, I don't know if that's going to help. But we'll try it for a little bit. It seems like it's hunting around a lot when I do that. Let's go back to this different mode. Uh, this one. This is where we were at before, I think. Um, so, let's see. Why did it do that? No, this is what I want. Right here. So that's where we're normally at. We'll try it. Maybe I need to get a little closer to it for it to stay. I don't know. Sorry, guys. Uh, yeah, so it wouldn't, you wouldn't think <laughs> based on what you just saw that it's been a year that I've been doing this. I'm still got a lot to figure out, but, uh, I'm not sure that I will, you know, maybe we need to do something. I don't know. We'll, th we'll think of something, Kevin. Maybe. Um, yeah. My two cents says con continuing three day streak of joining Kavuzi's live stream and doing video at the same time. See? I think I think that's a good I think that's a good combo. Highly I highly recommend that to a lot of people to do that. I think that I think that's going to work out well for people. Lazy husband says, "How do you highlight someone's name when replying?" I'm using a website called uh, or a service called um, Streamcast. Maybe that's what it's called. Streamyard, 
StreamYard. And so that's like, uh, it's not cheap. It costs a little bit of money to, for the amount of streaming that I'm doing, like they do it by like hours of streaming that you do. And so I had to go up to a paid tier, which I wasn't super excited about, but I figure I'm doing this every day or just about every day. So uh, it works out well. And I like being able to put like the text down on the bottom and be able to put other text on there in a really quick fashion. Like I, I think I could figure out how to do that with OBS, but like, you know, it would take like copying and pasting and a lot of just clicks to do it. So I like the way that this does it and I'm a big fan. I know other people are doing it with other software, like Ryan Clayton has a really great live stream where he's doing it, Chase the Summit, Dave's doing it in a really great way as well. Those two guys have probably the prettiest live streams of all the runners that I've seen. Just, just like the, their camera work is great, their lighting is beautiful, their image quality is great. I don't know how they're, they've optimized things so that way like their image just gets broadcast so cleanly. But um, yeah, so they're using, I think they're using something different. But this is the one that I found first, and so this is just kind of, I have inertia, so I'm, I'm, in, I'm in the ecosystem, I guess, so I'm staying here. Jeff Elliott says, hello, everyone. And, uh, all right. Oh, maybe he's saying the other thing, because Jeff Elliott says, do an at and start typing in the handle. It only works on the computer, not on the app. Oh, I see what you're talking about. I see what you're talking about. Like when you, like when you, when you reply in the chat. Uh, see, I thought you guys were talking about me and everything. I made it about me. It was about you guys, but it was, sorry. sorry. <laughs> uh, that's not the first time I've done something like that. All right. All right. CJ Cruz says, is the A6 Metaspeed Sky worth $100 more than the Endorphin Speed? I haven't had great experience with A6, but I absolutely love my Endorphin Speeds. $100 more? I would say yes. If you're going to use it differently. If you're going to use those shoes like kind of the same, you know, then I'm, I'm not sure. I think the, the Metaspeed Sky seems like a faster shoe to me. It, I feel like it just has another gear on it um, than the endorphin speed does. So like, um, think of like, I like to think of shoes along like an entire long line of like a spectrum that's long. And every shoe probably has like some shoes that are, I'm trying to figure out which is horizontal, a, a very narrow, might have a very narrow range of speeds that they're good good at. Some shoes have a very wide range of speeds that they're good at. But think about like, let's say every shoe has like this much speed that they're good at. So if we're at the fast end here, I feel like the Metaspeed Sky is like over here and the Endorphin Speed overlaps, but it's a little bit on the slower end. At the marathon pace, they're kind of overlapping. Um, but the Endorphin Speed feels like a great training shoe that you could definitely race marathons in. And then the Metaspeed Sky feels like, feels like a super shoe. So I think that's like another different way to, to look at it as well. Um, but like, you know, if you're running marathons in the endorphin speed and you love it, then I don't know if another hundred dollars for a, a different marathon racing shoe is necessarily for you. But if you're looking for that super shoe experience, the Meta Speed Sky delivers. I would say, I'm gonna be running with it on uh, on tomorrow for my 10k time trial. Rick James, <laughs> so like I was about to say I'm Rick James, but then you got bigums on there for your for your photos. That's great. It says what's up, boss? Do you have a Strava account? Yes, I do. It's Michael Co. Um, link is in the description, not in the live stream videos, but all the other videos by default. It's in it's in all it's in there. All right, uh, my mom's here. What's going on? How are you, mom? It's good to see you. I had uh, I've been texting my mom today, letting her know our vaccination status. We're not there yet. We're getting there. 
hopefully soon. Um, all right, Jan is here. Good to see you. And all right. Mm. Remy says, kiss me, I'm fully vaccinated. Awesome, that's great. But for real, I'm having everybody in two weeks. Very cool, very cool. I wish I could get in line for that, Remy, but you know, I won't be vaccinated in two weeks, but that's awesome, that's fantastic. Um, I've been seeing people uh, you know, on social media kind of talking about like, you know, I'm gonna be fully vaccinated soon and I'll be ready to kind of like jump back into regular society. And they're like, I don't know if I'm ready. And I'm like, that's a funny joke. But I'm also like, I kind of know what you're talking about. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah but I'm, I'm very happy for you, Remy. All right. Cameron McBride said, I got a pair of those electric orange audios pros today. Awesome. Hope they feel as fast as they look. I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say they do. Um, Tony Romello says, are you like Nick Simmons? We don't plan rest days. You just go with how you feel. Uh, I would say kind of and no. I don't really plan rest days because I like to run every day. And so like for me, like a recovery run is like a nice rest day for me. Um, and I, I suspect most athletes when they're not that I'm trained like a pro athlete, but like just to give an example, I feel like a lot of pro athletes that talk about how much they like to rest, talk about how much they like to rest, but they also say, oh yeah, but you know, on my rest day, that's when I'm doing all, getting my massages, I might hop on a bike, maybe I'll swim, I'll do some cross training. So like people, people are still working uh, and you can still work, but like, um, you know, the recovery day, the sixth or seventh day a week for me is really, really easy. It's a time I like to add some mileage, get some aerobic work in, because I feel like you're working two different systems. Um, and so you have two different systems available to you to work. So like, I feel like, you know, when I'm working one, I'm usually not working the other. So that's why I go with seven days a week of running. And when I was, when I had like a job job, like a real job, um, then my rest days would just be like whenever work got too busy, whenever life got too busy and I couldn't run that day, that was, those were my rest days. And I got enough of those. But now um, my rest days are only pretty much like when I'm tapering. So I don't really run streak, but I mean, I end up run. I end up going on run streaks, but I don't do it like it with intention. I just end up there because I don't because I enjoy running. I don't want I don't want to take a day off. It's my hobby. I want to do it more. All right. Um, awesome. PG says, "Yo, Kabuzi, how's it going? You've inspired me to buy some Wu Tang socks." <laughs> I think that's amazing. I think that's great. Uh, I'm I'm glad I'm glad for you. I hope you enjoy them. I enjoy, I really enjoy mine. The only thing is, though, like all those socks I've been buying, you know, getting some different socks over the winter, they're not going to be so great in like three weeks. Then it's going to be hot here in Chicago. It's going to go from snowing on opening day for, you know, Chicago Cubs baseball to um, just being like uh, uncomfortably hot every day. So like the amount of time that I'm going to be able to get to enjoy those socks is like the window's closing, window's closing. Uh, Recycle on Monday says, I hope the dentist appointment went well. It did, because this time, you usually when we go to that dentist, oh, we have to get there, you have to get there early, because they demand that you get there early, and then you end up waiting for forever. And like the last couple of times we were there, there was a lot of people there. I've not been around more people than when I was waiting at the dentist's office for my daughter. So I just really didn't, I don't like that place. But today we had the first appointment of the day. We were the first and only ones in there, so that was nice. So I like that. Um, all right. Tony Romello wants to know, am I using Premiere Pro or Final Cut Pro? I use Final Cut Pro. Um, yeah, 
Yeah, and I and I need to. I think it's time to upgrade my Mac, my uh, my computer. I think I'm running on a twenty. I forget what year it is. It's either twenty fifteen or I think it's a twenty eight eighteen. I think it's a twenty eighteen MacBook. Not Pro, just the one USB C port MacBook. It's treated me really well, but let's see. Well, what, what year is this thing? Um, about this Mac. It is a, oh yeah, here you go. Retina 12 inch 2017. So, you know, I've gotten a good amount of use out of it. Um, and for some of these bigger projects that I'm working on, it's starting to choke a little bit. So, like, I mean, it's got a decent amount of RAM in there, but I don't know. I see the performance of those M1 Macs, and I'm like, the only thing I really do on this thing is edit in Final Cut Pro. I do a little bit of light, like, I do stuff for thumbnails, but half the time I'm doing it on, most of the time I'm doing that on my iPad anymore anyway. Um, so, like, I, I think I think an M1 Mac will do really good. I'm a little bit concerned about how Insta360 Studio apps are going to work on it, but we'll see. <laughs> Chase the Summit says, rendering, the struggle is real. Oh, goodness. There's nothing I detest more than rendering. It just makes me feel like, it makes you feel so, like, helpless. I don't like it. Um, all right. Let's see. Oh, sorry. I'm really far behind on these chats, guys. I'm going to try to catch up. All right. We're going to go. We're going to go quick. Whoa. Uh, yeah, I'm real behind. All right. Secure Elite says, good day, everyone. Anthony says, howdy. Uh, hey, Amanda's here. What's going on? How are you? She says, finally make it live for the first time since December. Currently, <laughs> Alex, you're cutting his hair while you're watching the live stream? Well, hopefully it's just in the background. I'm not distracting you guys. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and she says, I hope to see you out running now that I'm running it. Yeah, Amanda's been struggling with some kind of recurring injuries, but it's good to see that you are uh, back out there running. It looks like pain-free, so very happy to see that. Here's the thing, Amanda. So uh, you run a little bit further south than where I'm at, and I don't get down to where you are until, um, until I get to a long run. That's like 15 miles or longer. And lately I've been doing training for like an 8K or a 10K time trial. Man, I'm so out of focus. What's going on here? Like an 8K and 10K time trial. So like my long runs are only like 13 miles. So I may get down to like the planetarium. And then pretty much shortly after that, I turn around. So I think that's right around where you're you're getting out there on the lakefront. So, you know, I think sometime, some soon or possibly across soon. But, uh, you know, I don't think I've seen some heartbreakers out along the lakefront on the north side a little bit lately. But... I haven't seen any of the Heartbreak Run Club groups, so I don't know if you're going to be joining them at all either. So maybe maybe that'll be the time. But um, I'm glad to see that you're back out there, and, and welcome to the live stream. And um, hopefully, hopefully the haircut goes well. <laughs> uh, all right, Hostog says, "Hey, Co. Hope you're good, all good today. Keep the great work. Thank you. I tried the Skechers Razor Three today. Feels like a softer, hyperion tempo. Very interesting. Yeah. So I think the the the, the process for that um, is very similar. So it's that like the gas infusion. They take like basically like a puck. So you get like kind of like a mold. The way I understand it is, you take a mold, right? Uh, and you put a puck of material in it, and it could be a variety of different materials, and that can also affect the final uh, product. And then I think it gets heated, and then that starts expanding. And then as it's expanding, you inject. I think like you inject. I don't. I don't think it's like literally like there's a, like a like a robot with a syringe or anything. But I think then um, gases are in, injected into the chamber or something like that. And then as it expands, it traps 
or encapsulates the gas. And so um, DNA flash uses nitrogen only. That's why I call it. That's why I call it a nitro foam. Um, Puma uses nitrogen only. They call theirs actually nitro foam. Um, I believe Skechers Performance uses a nitrogen carbon dioxide um, blend. And so I think what that does, I think one, I think it's cheaper. And two, I think that also changes the characteristics of the foam a little bit as well. And so that's why like Hyperburst is kind of like DNA Flash. It's kind of like um, Nitro Foam, or I guess the more correct way to say it is DNA Flash and Nitro Foam from Puma are kind of like Hyperburst. Hyperburst is a little bit squishier. It's not quite as firm. But what that does to me is means it's better and it's more suitable for a long run shoe like the Go Run Ride 8. The great G-R-R-A, whatever those words, letters stand for, is a great daily trainer using that nitro foam or carbon dioxide and nitro foam. Um, but I don't love any of their like super fast day shoes. You know, like the Razor 3 is kind of fast, but it's all, like when you're getting, you know, it's, it starts to get a little bit smushy, mushy for me. That's where I feel like the nitrogen only foam, I think, start to get even more interesting. So like when you're thinking about like the Hyperion Tempo, the the Pumas, the uh, Hyperion Elites, or at least version two, uh, that's that's where they feel like similar. Uh, and they kind of, like I feel like the materials start to make a difference. So yeah, so that's, the, but I, I do like, I do like the Skechers Racer 3, but I refuse to try any of the variants. <laughs> Of the razor, I just want them to make a razor four. I don't know why. It's just in my mind, like it really bothers me that we've seen the razor three, and that that was out for a long time. Then we got the razor three plus. Then we got the razor three elite. Then we got the razor XS. Right? There's another razor. Yo, then there's a wait razor plus razor elite razor XS. There was a there's another one I thought. There's so many of these razor variants. Why don't they just make a razor four? I don't. I don't understand what the difference is. I mean, I guess it, and what's in a name, right? But for some reason, like they'll make a. They made a new vanish, right? Or vanquish, whatever that other one is. They made a vanish too, the shoe that no one wanted. They made a second version of that, but we can't get a razor four. What's up with that? I don't know. They should just design a new one. All right. Uh. Our ICJ crew says, uh, at the almost one-year YouTube live stream anniversary, he had a good time on the two days with IG Live in the morning and YouTube in the afternoon. Yeah, that was that was a lot of work. That was, I mean, it's fun. I was talking to you guys, you know, and I enjoyed that. And I got a different group of people in the morning and the afternoon, so that was really nice. So, like, I don't know. I'm thinking, you know, I've been thinking a lot about, like, what is the schedule going to look like moving forward? Um, I think maybe once a week we should have a morning version, like a morning one. I don't know when I don't know when that'll be. I'll have to ask basically you guys. I'll ask you guys when you want it in the morning. All right, lifelong meditation says number one best racing shoe and socks. Well, right now my favorite is wearing my yellow Adios Pros with my Wu Tang socks. Um, I really like that. But uh, right now my favorite racing shoe. I don't know. We'll see. I haven't like done anything and I, I did one workout in the Metaspeed Sky. I'll do the 10k time trial in them tomorrow so ask me again like i guess after tomorrow um but it has a high likelihood that i'll be liking that the most but also i think it depends on which race right so um but right now it's been for me like i like the adios pro the endorphin pro 
Alpha Fly is great for Marathon. Um, Metascapede Sky is definitely in that mix somewhere. Um, yeah, and the socks, I like Stance socks right now the best. Stevie76 is here, says, yo, what's going on? What's going on, Stevie? Good to see you. Um, all right. Oh, just amazing. Leaving for a track meet right now. Cool. He has a 1,200-meter leg on the DMR. That's such a weird event, but good luck. That's good. Good luck. Oh, I haven't watched the DMR in forever. Cool. Um, Jasper Mosley says, I need a pair of socks that doesn't cost $18 because I run every day and I need a bunch, but last a long time and will help with blisters. Um, I would look at like, uh, like Roadrunner Sports has a, like they have a, like an in-house brand that I feel like is pretty good. You can buy them in a three pack. That's a good one. Stance socks do come in a six pack, but I think you got to buy the white one. I don't think they make a black six pack. I would probably would buy that if they do. That probably you're going to get a good deal on it. I would look at Belega because I think some of those are pretty cheap too. Um, that might be a good one for you. And then... I don't know. Yeah, if you're not, if you're looking to spend less than eighteen dollars, I mean, it's weird how expensive running socks are. But I mean, when you need them, you need them. You know, there and there is a difference between a twelve, like a. Well, I don't know if I could tell a difference always between a twelve dollars sock and an eighteen dollars sock, but I could tell a difference between an eighteen dollars sock and a sixteen dollars sock for sure. That'd be a fun video, like a blind taste foot test. Blah, that's a weird combination of words, like a blind sock test. That'd be a good one. I like that. Um, I don't know how I don't know how I would do that though. I'd have to have my kids help me out. <laughs> That'd be fun. All right, Sue ends here. She says TGIF for everyone. Ah, yes. Very happy for Friday. Um, Tony Romel says, "Oh, so wow, so you're actually live streaming your viewfinder, not actual footage." Yeah. So this is just the camera's just on, and it just gives me clean HDMI out. Um, I, this camera overheats as it is, and so I feel like if I actually am recording at the same time, one, I don't need to. So it's making the camera do work that I don't need it to do. Um, and because um, I'm not going to edit this afterwards, the live stream is a live stream. Um, so yeah, it's just sh sh um, it's just the live feed from from the camera out. So that's what that's what we're getting. All right, yes, that's how far I'm about how to name it to you guys. All right, I'm gonna, I'm going to skip all the way down. I right, saw so something from. Um, Greg says, yo, Fuzzy, happy Friday. What's going on, Greg? Good to see you. And then, um, yeah, Matt LeGrand's here as well. Good to see you, Matt. All right, I'm going to scroll down because I'm just way so far behind you guys. I feel like we're not even talking about the same thing. Mark Sossman says, is it happy hour Friday? I will never get it right. No, we do the happy hour on Thursday. We do the happy hour on Thursday. Um, I mean, people can bring, you know, recovery beverages to, to the live stream if you want. You know, here we go. Um... JB wants to know, what's your opinion about Maftone versus Curvinen? Heart rate methods from Jonas from Sweden. I'm not familiar with Curvinen, so I, I can't, I don't know how to comment on that one. I'll have to look at it. Um, ben Y says, why aren't there any mid-range running socks? I feel like they're either cheapos or expensive, at least in the UK. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, like, uh, I think that there's room in the marketplace, certainly, for a really great pair of running socks that you can get at, like, you know, six to $8 a pair, um, you know, but maybe it's just too hard. Maybe there isn't enough market for that middle range. You know, I wonder if it's kind of like being, um, 
like a really good sometimes uh if you want or my which which whiskey was it was it chivas there was one with there was one scotch that um their uh, tur revenue turnaround plan was not to improve the actual quality of the product but the plan was to just increase the price by like 75 percent and sales went up unit sales went up and revenue went up uh, and be because you know people are like well i want to buy a pair of running socks i'm not gonna get i don't i've tried these cheap things i've tried these cheap things they don't work so i'm gonna go ahead and get the good ones because i'm that's time for me to invest you know and so like if you do that you're not gonna be like well you know i tried the six dollar ones i tried the four dollar ones they, did, they didn't work for me they still blistered so like i'm not gonna try eight i played that game already i'm gonna go with the 18. so maybe that's what's going on too maybe it's like the market just doesn't like ten dollar socks um mr derp nine says hey Kofuzi, have you gotten a chance to test the socking axons i don't know are you guys interested in that one i i wasn't that interesting uh, interested in it um i just didn't think it would be yeah but i don't know we talked about it a little bit yesterday i don't have plans for it now but like I feel like if that is like, I feel like every brand should have a really solid shoe that a lot of people can run in at the $100 price point. And maybe that's it. Um, yeah. Greg said the Carmel Marathon is happening this weekend in Indiana. Race Breaker told me that there are some pro international runners going to run this race. That's cool. Greg, if you guys don't know, um, does uh, logo design and other like design, graphic design for a lot of races. And the Carmel Marathon is one that he's done a lot of the work for. Did you design? The, I think you designed the medal for that one. I think you designed the bibs too, right? And some of the graphics that they're using. That's my understanding, right, Greg? All right. Why? Why am I so out of focus all of a sudden? Let's figure that out. I just don't know why. All right. Um, Mark wants to know, do I prefer cold or warm tips for your long runs or training? Why? I'd rather it be cold than hot because uh, then I feel like I don't need water as, as much water or need to carry as much stuff. Um, and uh, if it's a long run, you know, I'm not as much worried about um, going fast. And for me, there's something comforting about being like very well layered while running. I just like it. So, yeah. Uh, and it says, how did it turn out a happy hour on Thursdays? Friday would be more likely. Uh, for me, the thinking was, um, I don't, I, I felt, I want to, I feel like Friday afternoon. Well, here's what I was thinking. Friday afternoon, people are out doing stuff with people in real life. And so I'm like, oh, people don't ever want to do something on a Friday afternoon. So let's make the happy hour on Thursday afternoon. So we can still have a happy hour. Um, and everyone be together. And then I was like, well, wait, no one's going anywhere. That's why we're doing these live streams. But I already set it up on Thursday, so it's kind of been there. That's where I, that's where I left it. Yeah, Dominic saying that uh, Shivas Regal was the one that <laughs> didn't improve the product. They just increased the price. So, like, there's just signaling. But Secretly is saying that there is a cost difference in the, in the materials. And, I, yeah, my customer base size is so very different. That's true. That's true. So, I mean, I, I think that there's definitely um, some other, like, non-pricing theory-based reasons for it, too. And Mark says, Shivas is okay. I'd rather have a doers. Yeah, uh, Shivas is, Shivas is okay. Yeah, I, 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 I'm not going to turn it down. 
I'll put it that way. Uh, all right. Yeah, Philip says that his uh, previous company was called Thirsty Thursday. Yeah, so I remember in college, like, yeah, the big happy hour day was Thursday. Because everyone's already going out on Friday anyway. So, like, the bars were like, well, let's start the weekend early, Thursday. And in, in school, in college, no one had, well, the science majors, a lot of people had classes on Friday mornings. The business school did not have class on Fridays ever. So, Thursday was, like, the start of the weekend. So, and it's just my, you know, I, I wasn't in the business school, but. I sure I did act like it a lot of the time. <laughs> All right. Uh, Nicola Farinetti says, Chaco, best pace for the Mach 4? I would say moderate pace. So slightly faster than your easiest pace. That's where the Mach 4 just loves to be. Um, so I think it's great for like a long run. Something we want to move maybe a little bit faster than easy slash recovery pace, but also really good at easy day. Um, yeah. So if we're thinking about like those ranges where like speed ranges where shoes might overlap, the Clifton 7 and the Mach 4 do overlap quite a bit. I'd say, for me personally, a little bit more on the slow side for the Clifton 7 and a little bit more on the speedier side for the Mach 4, but not by a lot. Not by a lot. So, yeah. And Greg says, as far as the design work, he says, I do whatever the rest of race directors want. I would design toilet paper with their logo on it if they want. Like for Nintendo Chicago, April 17th is on too. Sold out with safety, COVID safety protocols. Yeah, I saw that, Greg. I, I wanted to do that one, but... I think it's a little bit too soon for me and my uh, preferences, but I'm glad to see that it's selling out. You know, um, I'm sure they're going to be doing it in as safe a way as they possibly can. Still, this focus is just driving me crazy. Maybe if I really blow it out, exposure-wise, maybe that'll do it. I don't know. I'll take care of this today. Just having a hard day with focusing in on me, even when I like look directly at the camera. No? Sorry, guys. Uh, all right. And it says the problem with improving the quality of whiskey is you don't sell it for years later, so you have to be patient. Yeah, that's the beauty of it, though. And that's why people are willing to pay for it. Um, yeah, you know, I haven't had a good whiskey in a long time. Uh, my wife doesn't drink whiskey, so it'd be, you know, whenever I do, well, I mean, usually when I do normal times, I'm usually drinking whiskey, but not by myself, by myself, but I was the only one drinking whiskey. But, um, yeah. It's been a while. Uh, all right. Karen S. says, how are your SL20 Adidas shoes holding up? That's a good question. Somebody asked me about it yesterday. I haven't had a chance to put some uh, any more miles in it, even though I really need to. But I did make the decision after Jordan came by yesterday and was, was and, and recommended to me that I just give up on the Ultra Boost 21, since I wasn't loving them anyway, and just use them as my casual shoe, cause, which is all I really wanted to do with them. So I'm going to do that. I wore them out to the park today with the kids. It's nice. And then I think that'll free up some more space or room for me to run in the SL20 some more. Not that those shoes are interchangeable, but it just frees up another spot in the rotation. But man, I do have a lot of new shoes coming in. It's going to be super exciting, but I've got like a traffic jam in the closet now. It's a great problem to have, but yeah. Um, Mr. Derp9 says, are there any structural differences between men's and women's shoes besides narrowness? I wouldn't I couldn't find a white colorway for the endorphin speeds in men, so I ordered a women's sized up. Thoughts? Uh, so yeah, I mean, narrowness is a probably maybe oversimplifies it. I mean, sometimes the last can be different, which isn't always just about narrowness. Um, uh, I th for some shoes, there are there are they are different. Like the the drops will be different, um, and the stack heights might be different. 
Uh, I don't know about the endorphin speed. I mean, these days, the racing shoes, they're being sold as unisex. So, like, you don't have to really worry about it. You're, you're getting pretty much the same shoe. It's just about getting your foot at the right size, you know, uh, for your foot. So, like, yeah. Um, but I don't know about the endorphin speed, for sure. CHR says, I can't get my Polar Vantage 2 to last beyond four days before it freezes on low battery. That's crazy. Um, I would contact customer support because that sounds weird. They might, maybe you need a firmware update. I'm guessing you don't, but, um, cause it's pretty hard not to update your watches these days. I just feel like the apps are so aggressive about it. So, um, but if not, I would check in with customer support and see if you can, they can do something for you. In the long run, what's going on? He said, what up, Kofusi fan? Well, what up, Josh? Good to see you. Hopefully Boulder is treating you well. Um, all right. Rob says the mic is too close to the camera. You think that's what it is? Smooth this out of the way a little bit. Um, try to, I mean, I can't, maybe if I hide it a little better. I know that sometimes the, the words that are on this, the mic is trying to, the camera's trying to pick up that. But, you know, maybe adjusting the microphone helps a little bit. I think right now I feel like I'm in focus. All right. Ben Y says, do you hear much about the safety concerns around the Olympics? They don't want to mandate quarantining uh uh or vaccination um i haven't heard much about that at all uh i know that people are disappointed that like you're not allowed to bring like your, the regular number of people that you would bring with you in terms of either family or like trainers and coaches and stuff like that so i know that a lot of people are upset about that um yeah it's going to be interesting to see um how they're able to control those things especially for events like like the marathon, if that's going to go on in Sapporo. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure how they're going to do that. By the way, before I forget, though, speaking of Japan and the Olympics, um, did you guys know that Suguru Osako has a YouTube channel and he's been running in Kenya lately? And he's been posting regular videos. It's pretty cool. It's pretty amazing, in fact. But it's in Japanese and I don't understand most of it. Uh, well, I don't understand any of it. Cause I don't understand any Japanese. Um, I mean, I understand the running part. I can understand like the footage that I'm looking at, but a lot of times that, I mean, when he's talking, I don't understand it, but, um, yeah, uh, I, I think it's super cool. And so I've been trying to watch it. Um, just cause it's great. I just think it's great to watch him run and he's running on the roads of Kenya and it's just super cool. Super cool. Um, Sam Gazinski says, hey, Co, as a guy who works from home about 10 hours a day, I find my hips and back are really tight when I start my runs. Any particular desk chair you recommend? Um, what I used to have when I was in, uh, sitting down a lot more was I got like one of those like um, backless bar stool kind of things. Um, it, I mean, they make like wobble ones for like fidgety kids. So it has like a curved surface on the bottom. And so you have to like physically balance, like prop yourself up. Uh, and I've seen other ones where it looks like you're sitting in like a masseuse's kind of chair where you're like kneeling on the thing That's supposed to be better for you too. Those seem kind of like crazy like my the thing that I had like the backless stool was like That was like I think like 50 bucks or something like that maybe less than 100 bucks So I, I would do that and it kind of makes you Realize when you're sitting for a long time because it you know, you have to sit up So like that that was something that I that I would try the other thing to do is I mean Make sure your glutes are activated when you go for your run. And so I have like a six or seven minute routine that I do of like squats, 
single leg lunges, lateral lunges, um, reverse lunges, and single leg deadlifts that I do before every run that just kind of like gets the hips opened up, you know, just moves things around. Um, so that way uh, you're not running from like the, you know, like starting to run from like the hunched over back position. So that's, that's something I, that's something that I would recommend. Like if you can't change the amount that you're sitting, you know, um, try to get up every once in a while and then make sure that before you run, you're doing some sort of exercises to kind of like limber yourself up. I mean, stretching isn't really like the right word for it. It's more like, like light body weight exercises. Mm, all right. Let's see what else we got here. Uh, Mark says he tries, he likes the whiskey neat, like the burn noise. Yeah. I mean, that's the way I like to drink it too. Um, one for the same reason I drink coffee black. I'm just lazy. And um, I don't like to tinker with the drink because then you're always kind of like fiddling with it. Um, but yeah, that's the way you're supposed to drink those drinks. It's good that way. I enjoy it. Uh, now you guys got me really wanting to have some whiskey today. Uh, yeah, maybe tomorrow night. Tomorrow, I don't know what we got in, you know, the, the liquor cabinets up there. Um, but like, uh, I'm trying to think what's up in there. I think we just got, I think all we got is Jameson. That's kind of like my go-to, like when I want something but not fancy. Not that it's not fancy, but like, there's sometimes when you are like, I, you know, I want to have a, a little bit more of a thoughtful time about it. You know, I want to pay for the premium and enjoy it. Other times I'm like, uh, not exactly a quantity over quality thing, but like, you know, an everyday, like a table wine kind of thing. The Jameson is my table wine, I guess. Not that I have it that much. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, and it says, I know we should do a good warm-up, but I still just lace up and go. Really? Wow. Even for like that, wow, that's crazy. Even for that, um, what was that effort you did yesterday? 6.30s for like nine miles? That's crazy. Um, just lace up and go? I, I can't do that anymore. Uh, well, once I turned 40, that was over for me. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the pip goes nuts when I put on my shoes. So there's no way she would wait for a while. Well, you got to do it before you put the shoes on. So, like, my dog's kind of the same way where, like, um, if I uh, if I don't start my warm-up soon enough, like, he'll be sleeping in the crate. And um, if, I, if, I, if I'm running a little late in the morning, he sees me do the warm-up, he thinks it's time to go outside. So he'll start stirring and get a little antsy. And then I'm like, ah, I can't leave him in there for another hour and a half. He's going to need to go to the bathroom. And then I got to take him out for a walk before I go for my run. But if I'm on time and I'm quiet about it, or, you know, without too much of my running stuff on, I could do my warm up. No one will notice. And I get to go for my run. And then I can walk the dog afterwards, which is what I prefer. Because then it's like a nice, like, double cool down, you know. So, yeah. But I can, I can see, I can see how a, a running sheepdog like Pip could would definitely be like would definitely know the cues for like when it's running time but yeah <laughs> oh, awesome mm. all right jeff Elliott says i do a quick little activation thing for redefining strength where i stand up from my desk before i head out for a run yeah. i'm trying to think when i was run commuting i was just it's always in such a hurry running so late that I would just change out of my clothes, throw on my running stuff, and then I'd just look out the door as fast as I could. Yeah, I, w I wasn't doing anything at all. But I mean, on those days, I usually, I mean, I was just an easy run. 
not that that completely excuses it, but for me, it's kind of what I need to do. I mean, maybe I don't anymore, you know, but at this point, I feel like it's a good habit I've developed. Uh, it doesn't seem to hurt. So, you know, I'm going to, you know, it's not hurt anything. I'll keep doing it. Um, all right. Yeah, Carrie Smith says, I'm a lace up and go guy too, for sure. And Martha just laces up and go. What? She's just stretching after only. I just do the first mile slowish. You know, I, I still do my first uh, one to two miles slow. Um, the other day, I had uh, kind of like a, a race week workout. So three times one mile at threshold with, what was it, like two minutes of? Yeah, two minutes jog recoveries. Just to kind of get the legs moving a little bit um, before the time trial this weekend. And um, even then, I was like, oh, I, could, I could use a nice long warm-up. So I did four miles of warm-up. I mean, I didn't need to do that many, but I was just like, well, if I just do three miles at threshold, that's a short day. So I made it a longer day um, and had a nice long warm-up. I like a long warm-up. I don't know what it is about me, but I think I need a long warm-up. I either need a more structured, faster warm-up, like doing like A skips, B skips, you know, that kind of thing, doing some strides, um, or I just need like a, you know, 30 minutes, 25 minutes of just easy running. I think that's, I'm learning that about myself, I think. Uh, Josh says, Cole, you look like you're 34. I take that as a compliment. I've always looked much younger than my age. It wasn't so great, you know, when you're, um, you know, 18 or just turned 21. But, you know, when you're 41 now, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll take it. I'll definitely take it. Um, all right. Um, I'm starting to get behind on the... Um, comments, let's go. Uh, we got Christian Isaacson says, he got soleus pain on the right calf. Would a two millimeter change of drop cause this? I would say probably not, but if lately that's the only thing that you changed, it might be it. So like, you know, some people are, are more sensitive to changes in heel drop than other people are. Um, one of the things that you could do is, you know, try going back to your more regular stack height of shoe. That's one thing that you can do. Um, the other thing that, uh, that I would also consider doing is try and find some uh, softer surfaces to run on uh, just because of the natural undulation of, of a grassy surface or like a dirt road surface. Your body's going to experience those types of uh, stimuli more frequently. And so a smaller change in heel drop, like two millimeters, shouldn't affect you as much. Um, so, I mean, it's possible, but, um, you know, uh, if, if it is, it's probably a symptom of some other things that you should be thinking about, like, you know, mixing up your surfaces. Mm, yeah, and it said for his yesterday run, it was lace up and bang, a 6'10 first mile. Whoa. Wow. And a 51 as well, I should know better. I mean, hey, I guess if it's working for you, you know, I didn't start doing all that mobility work until I needed to. So, like, all right. I mean, I'm not going to lecture you for sure. Awesome. Tubin Boss says polar or Garmin. Right now, I like polar a lot more. I like the look, I like the way that it, I can look at the data afterwards. Plus, I was just it just when I had a Garmin. I mean, I do need to. I keep saying this too. I've been saying this for like the last almost year now that I I'm, I'm due to look at another Garmin watch. Um, but um, yeah. But like the last time I had a Garmin, I was just like. There's a lot of buttons on this watch, and every time I push a button, I'm I, I give it I have a 50-50, 60-40 level of confidence in it's gonna do what I think it's gonna do. For some whatever reason, maybe I'm so used to the polar ecosystem, or I don't know what it is, 
the way it worked, the UI, ecosystem's not the right word, the UI, um, that I was just having a hard time with it. So I, I yeah, I'm, I'm overdue. Now, now they finished, I think I'm, oh, let me see how we do in here on the export. All right, knock on wood, the export, the rendering's still working. Once that's done, I think that I'll be able to try out some more watches. I think it's a good time for it. Uh, videos says, I hear you on the 40s saying I got to warm up forever. Great job, my guy. Well, thank you so much, videos. I appreciate that. I appreciate it a lot. It's, 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 it's definitely needed. Uh, Louis Pissarra says, does walking for five or seven minutes count as a warm up? I think it can for a lot of people. That's plenty. It's uh, a lot more. I mean, for a while I was just using the first, I was, I would always make sure I was doing at least 10 minutes, if preferably 15 of very low heart rate running in the beginning before I got into any faster, faster work. And so, you know, I could probably go back to doing that right now, but I'm feeling good doing this new stuff. So I'm going to keep going with it. And in fact, I think, you know, something that I've got planned for the summer is I'd like to incorporate even more of it. And so, um, actually spending certain devoting like a regular amount of time, uh, even at the expense of running more miles, uh, to do that kind of, uh, like exercise work. Um, probably not weight so much as plyometrics that I, I don't know, maybe I'm just old fashioned. I get plyometrics are plyometrics old fashioned at this point. I feel like they kind of are, I feel like they're a little bit outdated, but I don't know. I like them. I kind of grew up, I think at the right time for them in college, we did them a lot. So like, I, I don't know. So I'm considering that uh, for the summer, just uh, a lot more. And I'll figure out what my routine is, but then I'll probably make a video about it for you guys. Uh, MC1796 says, I always wonder if that big slab of rubber on the next percent is even necessary. That shoe would probably be under six ounces without it and just exposed foam. Yeah, but like think about how many, how much people complain about the, the 4%, uh, especially around the heel. And I think part of it was the way they, they, they inlaid the rubber into the foam you know and so like when the foam degraded then like that chunk of rubber fell out and then people were like oh my shoe fell apart you probably could have kept running on it and i've certainly seen pictures of people that kept running on theirs where there's like no rubber on the back but they're still running just fine on their four percents but it looked terrible and so i think you know probably in somewhat of a reaction to that they've um added a little bit more rubber but I'm also wondering if they're like getting feedback from their pros saying like, no, 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 no. I'll, I'll, I'll take that extra like two tenths of an ounce for a little bit more rubber. So I feel good on faster turns because there still are high level half marathons and marathons with like hairpin turns, you know, like the Tokyo Marathon. There's a couple of like, like actual U-turns in the course. I think there's three or four, right? And so it's like, that's still there. Houston Marathon, I think, which is the last marathon I ran. There's a hairpin turn. You go up a giant hill, you come down it, and then you just run right, right, right back. So, like, you know, that's. I think there's still a need for it. Plus, I think a lot of people are using that next percent for like 5K road races as well. So, like for that, you know, there could even if there isn't a hairpin turn, any turn that the pros are hitting in in that shoe at a 5k race is going to be pretty fast so i think it's the it's like what i mean yeah i'm usually like the get rid of the rubber guy but i think it makes sense to me because it's not it's not i don't think it's that much either. the alpha fly though that's one where i feels like you know we were talking about the alpha fly if there's gonna be an alpha fly two this year that's one where i feel like ah oh, they put a lot on it in year one year two they'll put a lot less in it and they'll tinker around with that you know that's so that's what i was kind of anticipating 
Kerry mm. Smith says, why is Nike ignoring the U.S. market? First of Amero 15 and now the next percent too. It's not just Nike. Uh, a lot of people have been giving shoe, not giving, but like the U.S. has been a slower release. I think that with everything that happened last year and some of the supply chain distributions, I think for like simultaneous global rollout was hard for a lot of companies to pull off. At least in the kind of unit numbers, I think that that Nike is is pushing out, and so we saw that a lot. Where the UK uh, was getting shoes like several, like a month or two before the US was, and um, and just because I think there's uh, you don't have to supply as many, and then you can also kind of gauge demand a little bit better in, in that time period as well. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, with the Vermeero 15, though, I think the other thing is that I think they have production issues with the Vermeero 15. I don't think they can make them enough. To, so they, they're not planning on bringing the Vermeero 15 to the U.S. as far as I know, right? Am I right on that? Am I wrong? Um, and they're just going to go to Vermeero 16 for the U.S. But they did have some, and they gave those to, sold those in, in Europe and then I think in Asia. Next percent, too, I'm not sure um if that's the same situation where they're worried about, like, trying to do a global rollout, and they're only doing you know, region by region. So we'll see. Uh, all right. Simon Tysback says, any plans on trying the New Balance USL Rebel version two anytime soon? Would love to hear your thoughts on those. Yeah, I saw that. Did they release yesterday? Or today? I think yesterday, right? Um, yeah, I was going to, I was, I was looking online for them. I'm trying to think, what was I doing? And I was interrupted. Like the kids, the kids needed something or something like that. But yeah, um, that's definitely a shoe that I want to try for sure. Um, yeah, I think that uh, there's a lot of really great shoes hitting the market right now. It's a very exciting time. Uh, and Dr. Dress says, I love Plyos. All right. Well, see, I don't feel like I'm in there by myself anymore. I feel like now every day everyone's moved on to like other things and they're like, ah, pliers. That's what they did in like the 70s. And I'm like, no, they did. We did them in the 90s. You did them in the 90s. Um, so like, that's kind of how I feel about it. But I'm, I'm just going to do them. I'm going to be my, I'm going to be the weirdo. I'm doing them. <laughs> uh, all right. Josh Greenberg says, hey, Kofuzi, from what I've heard, different plate stiffnesses suit different people. If this is the case, then how can I figure out what shoe is best for me without buying or testing out all of them? Um, yeah, I think that they are. Uh, I think it could either be carbon thickness and also the carbon shape, uh, the, like the way it's scooped um, and kind of like where they're placing it within the stack height. Some of them are closer to the ground. Some of them are closer to the foot. So like there's different ways that the companies are tinkering with them. Um I think that there, for me, there's kind of two feels for the carbon fiber plates. And one is kind of like a bounciness um, that you're going to feel with, like, say, like the Vaporfly. And the other one is a, a sense of like smoothness, like that you would feel with like the Carbon X, Carbon X2, basically like the Hoka ones. And I suspect another one that'll feel similar to that. I feel like Carbon X2, uh, Carbon X, uh, Carbon Rocket, and Metaspeed Edge. I haven't tried that shoe, but I my my hunch right now is that those shoes are all going to feel like the similar in those two categories. So there's two types of shoes in those categories. Within those, there's other ones that like might have more of a prominent or less of a prominent. I'm losing my camera here, guys. More or less of a prominent um, carbon feel to them, and that for me, what that usually is, is the the stiffness of the carbon. 
And uh, I think the best way to kind of feel for it, um, whether or not something like would kind of work for you, is to you know try one uh, and kind of go from there so you have a reference point. And usually I recommend, you know, kind of like for daily trainers, I recommend people try the Pegasus first and then whatever you do or don't like from that shoe, that tells you a lot and you can help you figure out your next shoe. I think for carbon plated shoes like the Vaporfly, do they still make the 4%? I think the 4% is a really great reference shoe as far as carbon fiber plates go. And that can tell you a lot from that one. And then like, I would say like some of the ones that people are using for shorter races probably have stiffer carbon to them. And the one that they're using for the longer races probably have a little bit more of a bouncy carbon to them. And so that's another way that you can think if you're not a very powerful runner or a very fast runner, um, then certain shoes uh, will appeal to you versus others. Like for example, for me, I love the endorphin speed. It's not even a carbon plated shoe, but it's got that little shank in it or nylon plate. And I feel like combined with the foam that works well for me and kind of like the amount of strength or power that I generate from my legs at marathon paces. The Endorphin Pro, I like, but I don't like it at the marathon paces because I don't feel like I'm just loading that carbon quite, quite so well, or maybe I'm not loading the foam well enough either or both. Um, but when I'm running at like 8K pace, 10K pace, 5K pace, you know, then I feel like, ooh, I'm getting a lot out of the shoe, something that I don't feel like I'm, I'm like reaching into like another level of the shoe that I'm not getting when I'm at my marathon pace. And so that's kind of like another way to feel it. Um, so like, yeah, I mean, that's kind of the, some of the things that I would look for is uh, like what, what people are talking about when they're talking about, I like this shoe at, and they're talking about different like race um, intensities or distances. And that kind of, that's, that's your clue as to like where the shoe will kind of fit. All right. Um, all right. I think that's a good place to end it for today. Uh, I could sit here and, and talk to you guys for longer, but I think my, you know, since the camera overheated and it is a, a good Friday, I guess it's a holiday weekend for a lot of you guys. Uh, I'm going to leave it there. Oh, Leona Wong said super duper late, but Mike CIM registration is April 6th. Oh, it's coming up soon. All right. I'm going to try and register for that, but I'm wondering if I even have a shot because I'm guessing people that are previously signed up are going to fill up all the live spaces in person spaces this year but good to know i'll mark my calendar all right guys tomorrow morning we will not have a video um but we will do another live stream um even though i'm doing my 10k time trial we'll talk about it. we can talk about it uh, so we'll do another live stream live stream because it's not a race it's just another time trial so uh, we'll do another live stream tomorrow afternoon 3 p.m central time same time as today uh in the meantime be safe out there everybody thanks